Psalm 1, please. Turn to Psalm 1. Well, we have two different uh, groups of people here. We have saints and sinners. Saints and sinners. The first three verses talks about the saints or the happy man or the saved man or the surrendered man. The saturated man. Saturated with the presence of God. And the things of God. He's the one that's in church every time the doors are open. He's the one sitting on the edge of his pew saying, what more can I do? What more can I learn? He's the one at the invitation time who's ready to graciously come up and help some sinner to find his way out of his sin and under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who, who shares the songbooks as we're in the tent there. They don't even know what a songbook is, some of them. And they're Roman Catholics and different things, you know, and, and the Lord loves Catholics. Hello? I know many of them have gotten saved. Even, God will even save Baptists if they repent. Amen? I was a Methodist when I got saved. God will save Methodists. So was Brother Godfrey. So, share the book with somebody. We need to get a bunch of Bibles there. See, brother, brother, um, and ones that are easily readable. We need to get a whole group of, of Bibles just for the, the tent meetings because the thing is that when Brother Stewart was out there, he has all the songbooks, but all the... People that mainly came were church people. Now these people don't know one thing about the Bible. And so we need some Bibles, some good, sturdy, hardback Bibles that are large enough print. We have a number of older people there, we've noticed, and uh, down in Floresville. And that will be true other places. And so now we're having to buy some large, great, great print Bibles for a couple of the people down there that have gotten saved. One of them doesn't even have glasses, and he needs glasses. But maybe he has other things with his mother-in-law sick down on the border, down in Eagle Pass. Willie. Pray for Willie. Then what he call it? Cantu forgot his glasses that night. Well, I sure didn't want to tell him to go back and find his glasses. I wanted him to get saved. So wouldn't it have been nice if I'd have had a big giant print Bible to put in his lap just to let him use it? He's got enough money probably to buy his own. He's put some money in the offering plate. Can too, 72 years old. And uh, But, you know, it would have been nice. to. So I tried to show him the... He tried to work his way through, but be there for people. Stand with me just a moment as we read the Psalm 1. Why don't we just try to read the whole Psalm? There's only six verses, and pause wherever there's punctuation. How many of you know it by heart already? You know it all? You've memorized it all, the first Psalm. How many have done that? That's a pretty good group. That's a pretty good number. Good. Great. I, I quote this psalm just about every day of my life. It's a wonderful, wonderful psalm. So let's say it together. Read it together, whatever you want to say. 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Our Father, we pray that thy blessing would be on this thy word. We praise thee for it. May we get something, Lord, though we've preached or heard this preached on maybe more, for all we know, maybe more than John 3.16. And we pray thy blessing upon it. May it not become so familiar to us that we don't get some uh, new, wonderful, hidden truth. And for those that this is altogether new to, we pray it would come alive and reveal to them where they are and where they should be in their walk with thee. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. This is the big question is, where are you? Are you the saint? Or are you the sinner? The first three verses depicts the saint. The holy man of God. The godly man. The last three verses speaks of the ungodly. The sinner man. Where do you fit in here? And if you fit in the part where you're the sinner, you better come and be saved tonight. At the invitation time, come down and let someone show you from the Bible, a man with a man, a lady with a lady, show you from the Holy Word of God how to be saved and have your sins forgiven and have it all settled forever. Terrible to go on wondering if you're saved and then you end up in a wreck like on the corner. Did you ever see so many emergency vehicles on this road? I've never seen so They had them up on, on Tremere. Had them over here. Had the state trooper out there. man. Vehicles everywhere. I mean, all kinds of vehicles. That's what happens when people die or they're critically, critically hurt. Boy, that, that vehicle looked terrible. It was completely smashed to pieces. Well, you better be the saint if that takes place to you next week. You better not be the sinner. You better make sure that's changed. And by the way, you don't... You don't grow into sainthood. You are born again. Born into it. You're redeemed. You put faith in Christ upon repentance and your sins are washed away forever. And you're a new creature in Christ Jesus by faith in the Lord. First of all, this speaks of separation. The saint is separated. His way is right. His path is just and true. He doesn't take counsel from Hollywood or soap operas or romance paperback books. Even Goodwill's filled with all that trash. 
even the Salvation Army. William Booth would turn over in his grave and go into every, every one of those stores and throw half of a chuck out of there. William Booth has founded the Salvation Army. What a preacher he was. They called him Salvationists. Some places they say, they say we had so many salvations. In other words, people getting saved. I've seen so much junk. I, I wanted to go up to the fellow. By the way, a, a Baptist church across here, he was the one down in San Antonio at that big store in charge of it. I talked to him. And I talked to him about William Booth. Man, what a great man of God he was. But I should have told him, get some of this junk out of your store. Next time I see him, I'll tell him. Hey, Amen. I'm one of those tellers. Hmm? Not taking people's money. I'm, I'm here to tell you. Amen. The Bible says go and tell. I'm one of those go and tell. Not show and tell, just go and tell. Amen. Where he walks not in the council of Hollywood. He doesn't walk in the council of internet pornography. You young men, you better stay away from that stuff. It'll ruin you. When you get my age, you'll have all this junk coming back in your brain. God made your brain. Didn't he do a wonderful work? All those computers. He's on computers, this fellow. I'm glad you're in a good MOS, buddy. Maurice, glad you're able to come tonight. Glad he goes to church so much. Amen? But I'll tell you what, you think these computers are really something, don't you? What about this one on, on your head, buddy? Whew, the mind. What a masterpiece of God. Amen? Can remember things way back. And, but the thing is, if you fill garbage in, garbage out. Filth in, filth out. Purity in, purity out. Godliness in, godliness out. Holiness in, holiness out. The word of God ought to fill your mind, not the writings of men. These are the writings of God. And this blessed man, he's full of the scripture. This saint is full of the scriptures. What does it say? Blessed is he walks not in the counsel of ungodly people. He doesn't stand in the way of sinner. He's in the right path. He's in the right way. He walks in the light as he is in the light. Has fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. This is the way. Walk ye in it, the Bible says. Turn not to the right nor the left. Stay in the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Keep your eyes on the light. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Better keep your eyes on the light. Jesus is the light. Walk in the right way and don't sit in the seat of the scornful. The blessed man does not listen to ungodly counsel or the ungodly man. He does, the blessed man does not laugh at the scornful man or laugh with the scornful man. The godly man, the blessed man, does not linger with the sinful man. He doesn't linger around him and stay around him. He gets away from them. 
flee youthful lusts. When people start cursing your Lord, even if they're your superior, it would be wise for you to go up to them and say, please don't, try not to, of course, don't try to embarrass them in front of someone else. You wouldn't want to be that done either. Honor their rank, but tell them later, say, sir, I'd appreciate it if you'd not talk like that in my presence anymore. And it is not according to the UCMJ. And if he keeps doing it, you might go up to him and say, uh, I'm going to report you next time, sir. You're my superior, but don't do that, please, ever again in my presence. You take my God's name in vain ever again. So I'd never do that. No, you never get in trouble for God, do you? We're not troublemakers, but trouble will come our way. Even if we're the submissive one that's under the others, if we do it with the right way, some of them will change their language. Some of them, if you approach them the proper way and tell them you're praying for them, that you're concerned about them, you could go up and say, sir, I'm concerned that someone's going to report you someday. Don't tell them you're going to report them. I'm concerned that somebody might report you someday and maybe you'll get the picture <laughs> that it might be you for keeping on doing such things. Well, amen. Some people are more concerned about the way they talk about your wife than they are about your God. You wouldn't let them talk about your teenage daughter the way some of them do. You'd just jump all over them, wouldn't you? But they talk about our lovely Lord Jesus and curse His name and everything else, and we do nothing. Shame on us. Speak up for our Lord. The blessed man, he has pleasures, pleasure, and he's satisfied with the word of the Lord. He's satisfied. He delights in it. The blessed man has been captured. His full attention has been captured by the word of God. He meditates in it day and night. The blessed man, the word of God and the things of God capture his full attention. He has pleasure, the blessed man, in the law of the Lord. Do you have pleasure in the Bible? Do you delight in the Bible? Why don't you read it more, young man? This is the word of the living God sent down from heaven. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. These are the writings of God. More important than going up for rank in the army is get ready for the next life, amen, and help others get ready. Master the book. Know the book. Get in the word of God. Let the word of God get in you. Fill you up with the word of God. Loudmouth preacher. He'll be a preacher one day. Maybe. Amen. He speaks louder than somebody's Mickey Mouse little darling, dearly beloved. We don't need preachers like that. Amen. We need men of God. We need prophets today who speak with a prophetic voice to declare the eternal verities of a holy God. Can you imagine God speaking like some of these wimpy preachers? 
When God speaks, they say that the thunder is the voice of God. The clouds are his, his footstool. The dust of his feet are the clouds. That's the God we serve. Jesus spake with authority and not as the scribes. Oh, yes. Never a man spake like this man. Oh, I, I would love to have heard him, wouldn't you? And he had a voice, I'm telling you. He had over 5,000 men following him. Would you like to speak outside with the trees and the wind blowing and everything and preach to 5,000? I don't believe my Jesus could just say, Dearly beloved. They had no microphones in those days. Amen? He spoke to them from the boat. Have you ever been down on the shore in a boat and the water's moving about? Coming in, that's where it comes in. If you just push off a little bit and he speaks to him on the shore. I mean, I believe our Savior had a booming voice. Power. The great Spurgeon said, little short men shouldn't even think about preaching. Thank God for microphones. For some of you little sawed off people. Amen. Like Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man, but praise God, he had a whole lot of money. Amen? He'd stolen it, though, so he gave it all back, and he probably set up shop for Jesus in Jericho. Amen? When you get saved completely by the Lord Jesus, his money got saved, too. Hallelujah. And a lot of people he'd stolen from, I think, they said, I think Zacchaeus must have got saved. He's given me some money back he stole from me before. He says he was rich. Thought he said it was very rich. He said, I'll pay back fourfold of all that I've stolen. That's got to be salvation for a Jew. Amen. Amen. Does the Bible claim your full affection and your full attention? Are you satisfied with the word of God? Or you have to have some other things to get you in gear. His pleasures are in the law of the Lord. His uh, perpetuity or lasting things are in God and in, in Him. His prosperity, whatsoever He doeth shall prosper, it says. Our prosperity is in the Lord. Spiritual prosperity. You know, we're, we're always talking about... Uh, uh, financial prosperity. What about spiritual prosperity? That'll last forever. Your money can be stolen from you, but your eternal, uh, your eternal and spiritual prosperity cannot be taken from you. You're laying up treasures in heaven. The prominence of a tree, prominence of this saint, He's situated. A tree is, it's just, you think of a big oak tree. Where do we see some oaks the other day? Oh, I know, Brother Garrison, we went down to the Alamo, and oh, on the Alamo, those that have been there, huge, big oak trees. He said, look at the size of those big oak trees. 
said, I wonder how long they've been there. I don't know. I said, they, they were huge. We were just there on Friday. Man, was that place packed out. Boy, that'd be a good place. No wonder, brother, uh, what's his name? The one that works with the Amazing Grace Mission, Steve Andres, likes to go down there. You know how many visitors they have a year? Two and a half to three plus million a year go to the Alamo. Wow. Was it packed on Friday? I don't think the weather was too good either. It had so much rain. Boy, it was packed out anyhow. The servicemen center wasn't packed out. With people saying, what must I do to be saved? It was open too. Shows where people want to go. If you have spiritual desires, I want to go to the servicemen center. I said, oh, it's open. Come on, Brother Garrison, let's go in. Able to talk and have prayer with Brother Thorne down there. Amen. As I told you earlier, I don't know if I told all of you, though. He said down in Kennedy and Carnes, that's the next place we're hoping to start a church. He said there's a family down there. I mentioned that this morning, I believe. But I'll mention it again so you remember to pray for us. And he said there's a, a nice family, a real friends of ours in Carnes City. There are two little towns right close together within two or three, two, two or three miles apart. They have two prisons there, two or three prisons there. And they are growing areas, though. He said they have some fine Christians there. But he said that that church is not a good church. And he's not as straight and strict and strong as we are. So if he says that church is in bad shape, it's in bad shape. He said they're probably, they may be happy there, but they ought not to be happy there. There's no life in that church. It's a Baptist church, but it's dead. The music is wrong. He acted like there's no soul winning in it at all. So he acted like, go and start another one. Maybe they'll come over to your church and get some help because they're our friends. The strength of a tree planted, the prominence of a tree. The tree is the permanence of the tree. It's rooted. They, they say, and I'm not sure about all that, but if it's rooted by the, uh, the waters, of course it'll be flourishing more. By the rivers of water. But they say that, that often these trees, they, they go for the uh, deep water and they go way down and there's more roots, more root system down there than there ever is branches and everything up there because they're near the water. They reach out and they're strong and they're rooted deep. That's the way we need to be for the Lord. That's the way the, the saints, the happy man, the blessed man, the position, our position is we're by the water of life and Jesus said, drink, come and drink of me. Shall have the water of life. Productivity, bring forth his fruit in his season. Now we're talking all this about the saint. You will bring forth your fruit in your season as you're close to the river and the water of life and Jesus is the word of God and Jesus is the living water. It says, he that drinketh of me shall never thirst, but he shall be, it shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus said to the woman at the well. Now we've got to get the last, last one. Three things for the, for the sinner, sinner man. Then we'll be through. He is driven. Like the grain. You know what the grain is? You know what comes off the chaff? 
that comes off. That's the way a sinner is. He goes from the bunny club to the zoo, to the animal house. And then from the bunny club to the zoo, to the animal house, then he goes to hellfire itself. If he doesn't wake up in time, he goes to the flames of the damned where they'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and never get out. But he's like that chaff. And you know what the chaff is? It's worthless. The chaff is no good. It's, it just blows all over. You don't know where it's going. It's like the, the corn or the, the wheat or whatever. The chaff is the little thing on the outside that's left after you take the good grain off or, or whatever. You get the ears of corn and all that chaff. And it's useless. Wouldn't it be terrible to be useless all your life to God and go out and meet him? Your whole life a waste because you never got saved. You never had your sins forgiven. And you come to God presenting all your wicked sins to him. And he hates sin. You better get your sin taken away. Don't be like the chaff tossed to and fro. See, the the saint is like a tree planted, strong. I've got to tell you this again. If you get a big oak tree like those ones around the Alamo, and I don't care if you you get in just about any kind of automobile you want to, and you have a battle with that tree, and you will lose. It'll shake that tree, but it'll shake you more than the tree gets shook. I mean, it'll knock your automobile all to pieces. And your body will be everywhere. And that tree will just be there. That's what you want to be, like a tree. Don't be like the chaff. He's driven. And then the second thing is he's doomed. He's not only driven, but he's doomed. Look at Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15. Quickly with me, and we're almost through. Only one more point. The Revelation, chapter 20, and verse number 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. One day, young man, young lady, you're going to stand before God. And you better stand in Christ. You better stand with that blood all over you. Hallelujah. That saving blood, or you will be damned forever. He will say, bind him hand and foot and cast him into hell. I don't want to see him. They're so full of sin. Those on the right, the saints, he'll say, Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. But he'll say to those on his left, Depart from me, I never knew you. You never got saved. You never repented. You never fully believed on Christ. You're trusting your own good works. You're trusting your baptism. You're trusting your your, uh, communion. You're trusting your church membership. You're trusting your giving of your money to church. You're trusting helping people. And not trusting fully in the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. You've never repented and put all your faith in Christ. Depart from me. 
I never knew you. You never got concerned enough to come and know me. Are you, do you really want to know God? That's salvation. Some of you know about God, but you don't know God. You only know God through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. When you trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you do like Thomas and say, my Lord and my God, and really mean it. No, you'll be doomed. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which, was, which is the book of life. The Bible will be opened before you. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. You're going to be judged according to your works. And none of your works will be any good unless they're in Christ. Your works must be in Christ. You've, it's just your works after you're saved that amount to anything. Because you have to know Christ for anything to be to your account. You cannot please God in and of yourself. You must have Christ in you, the hope of glory. No Christ in you, no hope of glory. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Friend, you're going to a lake of fire if you don't get saved. You're going to everlasting burnings if you don't get saved. In Isaiah, or one of the Old Testament prophets, it says that you will be the firewood for hell. Thank God I'll be in heaven. I got saved by His grace. No doomed for... I'm not doomed. I'm not, I'm not driven with the wind, and I'm not doomed. And the last one is, you'll be damned. You'll be damned forever. First Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 1.7 this is our last point, 2 Thessalonians. 1, 7 through 10. 2 Thessalonians 1, 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. This is the second coming of Christ. Get ready, he's coming. Be ready, he's coming. In an hour when you think not, he's a coming. Look what it says in flaming fire. It says here, shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. Didn't we just say that? Depart from me, I never knew you. Know not God. And that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. The Bible says in Peter, the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Are you ready to go?
I'm not going to be driven, I'm not going to be doomed, and I'm not going to be damned. My Jesus took it all at Calvary for me. One day at 16 years old, I saw that I was a sinner on my way to destruction and hell's fire, and I repented and believed on this loving Savior, and he he saved me by his grace, and I've been saved ever since. If you're not saved tonight, it's not God's fault, and it's not my fault, I just preached to you. We're going to give an invitation to let you get saved now. You say, well, I've had doubts in, my, in, in the past. Well, come down and let the Lord dissolve your doubts. He's the God of dissolving doubts. He's a God who answers prayer. Oh, you say, well, what, what should I say? You say, Lord, save me. I deserve hell, but I want forgiveness. I want to be cleansed forever. Save me. Do like the man who said, what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas repeated back, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Just repent and believe the gospel. Trust Jesus. But don't wait till tomorrow. The devil says tomorrow and God says today. God says now. Today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your heart. Now is the accepted time. You say, well, I thought all everybody got saved, saved on Sunday morning. Oh, no, not at this church. They get, get saved Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Anytime the preaching's going on, somebody gets saved. Amen? Not every service, but most services. They hear the gospel. Amen? If lost, enough lost people are here, somebody gets saved. So why don't you make this your night of salvation, your night of repentance, your night of faith in Christ. Quit trusting yourself and your good works and start trusting the Lord Jesus as your Savior. And then you'll be able to be recorded in the first three verses. You won't have to worry about being driven with the wind and doomed and damned, but you'll be like that tree planted by the river of water, bringing forth your fruit, delighting in the Bible, filled with the presence and the joy of the Lord, staying away from bad counsel and bad people, staying in the church house, amen, with the saints and be blessed. Our Father, bless us. We thank Thee for Thy Word. It's truth. Every bit of it's true. We fail so much. Sometimes, Lord, sad to say, I believe we lie to ourselves thinking we're good when we're not good. So, Lord, the book is like a mirror. The Bible is like a mirror, the Word of God. We pray if there's one without Christ, they'd see their need and trust Thee and be saved. Then we pray for believers that we would want to be a better saint, a better Christian, a better believer. And those that are sinners, that they would not want to be driven and doomed and damned, but flee from the wrath to come and run to Christ for the river of life, the water of life, and for forgiveness and mercy. As the woman at the well did and Zacchaeus up the tree did, may they trust Christ and be saved.